Hey friends, welcome to another episode of The Bible and Life. I hope you are doing well wherever this episode finds you. Man, March has been a busy month for me. I have had projects I've been working on at home. I have traveled to Western Oregon a couple of times to speak at a church and to speak at a men's retreat. And so there's just been a lot of different stuff going on and uh, been a busy month and uh, got a special guest on the show today that I'm excited to share with you. Before we jump into that, just wanted to make you uh, aware of a really, I think, a very powerful opportunity. If you're a pastor of any sort, preacher, youth minister, in terms of if you're an elder in a church, a church leader, even if you're just uh, maybe you know highly involved in your church, here's an op- opportunity that I think has really the power to help churches. You know, the, the simple fact is churches are struggling to find tools, resources, and strategies to help their people learn the way of Jesus, to learn the scriptures, to learn the worldview of Jesus, to learn how to live the Christian faith. People's schedules are busy. Life is hard. And so, man, where do we find tools and training resources to help people grow in their faith and learn their faith and be able to live the life that Jesus calls them to? And and so I've obviously got my courses on my webpage, and they're available to whomever you want uh, for a really minimal fee. And so you can check those out, johnwhitaker.net slash courses. I've got those courses. But in addition just to the courses in general that you as an individual might check out, I have that set up for subscriptions for churches. And so if you click on courses on my website, you'll see underneath it, it says subscriptions. You can click that link and you can check out the subscription page for churches where based on your church size, uh, there is a price monthly fee that would be uh, charged. And that gives everyone in your congregation access to those courses, whether it be for our small group, whether it be in one-on-one mentoring and discipleship, uh, whether it be somebody who's already fairly mature in the faith, just needing some tools to be able to use uh, to help mentor and train and teach and disciple somebody who's younger in the faith over lunch or over coffee, my courses would be available for a monthly subscription fee to your church. And that, I believe, is just a powerful opportunity for a church to to have something that's not just a library of courses, but it's a curriculum of of courses that actually take people somewhere and help them understand the big story of Scripture and how to read it well and and what, what are the core beliefs of the faith and how do you actually live the Christian life and become like Jesus from the inside out. Those courses take you somewhere. And so, man, if you're a pastor, elder, you know, church leader, or just highly involved in your church and you want to share this with your, the leadership of your church, it's an opportunity. I invite you to check out the subscription page and, and uh, investigate that and just say and prayerfully consider, would that be helpful to your church as a way to help equip and train your people? Because the power of it is it doesn't ex- require people to come to another church event, which might be very difficult. It puts discipleship training resources and the power for people to grow right in the palm of their hand, where they live every day on their phone or on their computer. They can take 15 minutes and access these videos and learn the way of Jesus. So uh, johnwhitaker.net slash courses, um, or just click on the, the course button there and you'll see subscriptions underneath that and click the subscription page. You can check out the subscription. All right. Okay. With that, let's jump into the topic for today. Uh, I'm going to interview my friend Derek Voorhees from Boise Bible College. And he shares a lot about the college, but in doing that, he shares about really the, the transformative power of an immersive experience with the Word of God. And so let's jump in and let's listen to Derek and I talk about Boise Bible College and the impact that Scripture has on people's lives. I'm here with my good friend uh, Derek Voorhees, and we worked together for a long time at Boise Bible College. And 
just somebody I really look up to and somebody I really admire. And so I just thought it'd be great to take some time to talk with him about the Bible and life and Bible college and all of that. And so uh, welcome, Derek. Thanks for joining me on the show. Oh, John, thanks for the invitation. I I really respect what you're doing. I love uh, the effort that you're putting forth and trying to equip leaders. That's the heart that I know when we serve together at the college, but to now to see it in a different platform because it really aligns in multiple ways with what the college is doing at the main thrust of it. So yeah, thanks yeah. for the opportunity. I'm here a big fan for what you're doing. <laughs> hey, thanks. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And oh yeah. I do think that I just think there's a unique, it's a unique opportunity to teach the Bible in a different sort it of is, way. So. It is. So yeah. And cheering you on. Okay. Appreciate that. Pray for you regularly. That's more than helpful. So <laughs> that's great. Uh, I'm guessing a lot of my listeners don't know anything about you and even a lot about the college. So let's just kind of jump in. Let's first start just a little bit about yourself, a little about your family and you and kind of where you've been. And Yep. So we um, uh, married my wife, Nell, for 29 years, coming up on 30. And uh, When's the anniversary? December, late December. Okay. It's 30 for Louise and I in May. So we we'll beat uh, you by a few uh, months. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's right. And we're blessed with three kids. And uh, um, no grandchildren yet, Grandpa John, so we're not quite keeping up with you quite yet. Well, someone pushed fast forward on our lives. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, And we have, Nell and I have 23 or 4 years of located ministry experience. So that's all that that preceded our years of moving to Boise to be a part of uh, Boise Bible College. Yeah. So with that background, it really feeds into... Um, what the heart of the school is and why we, that's exactly why we came. Yeah. To equip leaders. Right. Yeah, and that's a good transition just to talk about the school. I think one of the unique things about Boise Bible College is that it's it's a college, but it's a college with a heart for ministry and a heart for the church and a heart for people. Right. And so your located ministry experience really, like you said, feeds into that. And so. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's that's exactly what, um, I mean, for me personally, what I was doing and loving to do in the six different churches I served at at multiple states was um, really trying to develop and equip uh, the leaders and the volunteers in the church with, with a real biblical worldview, because I felt like that would help with their marriage, their own family, their own volunteering, whatever aspect they were in in the church. Yeah, and so I was carrying that forward, you know, into the college now. Now, just younger ages for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little different. It, it's interesting you say biblical worldview. I, I mean, I, when you read all the studies over the last five, ten years, you know, I mean, I find it fascinating how many of the studies point out the fact that Bible-believing evangelical conservative Christians in the states, how many of them don't have a biblical worldview? You know, mm-hmm. when you listen to mm-hmm. Barna studies mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, I mean, that's even my my core beliefs course I put together, my video course, is the tagline for it is, you know, building a worldview like Jesus's, because we need to have that same worldview, because yeah. that's what drives your life, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and the college, I think that's it's one of the things I've always appreciated about the college, is the, the heart of that is not just pouring information to students. No, and I think you're right, at at the um, the, the germane level of, of BBC, the, the DNA of it is to develop... Uh, leaders for the church with a biblical idea of how to be a leader in the church yeah. and in their family and in the marriage. Because just like you said, I think that paradigm sets up success at multiple fronts, um, specifically with the health and vibrancy of the local church they're a part of. Right, right. So at the Bible College, I mean, 
I'm, I'm sure even a lot of our listeners aren't aren't uh, totally familiar with Bible colleges in general, but at the Bible college, how, just talk about the focus on the Bible and how central the Bible is. So the, the goal is to help form them with this biblical worldview. That's something, you, you know, we've just talked about, but I mean, BBC, there's a huge core of Bible in the curriculum and they, mm-hmm. they spend a lot of time with the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, one of the goals in, in, exploring the Bible so ferociously with the core isn't just head knowledge, though that's very important. It does frame up the worldview, Um, but that's character formation. I mean, that's the wisdom of God, uh, the timeless virtues of God through his scriptural revelation that we get to explore, because that shapes those students. And if they can be shaped, then they can acquire the wisdom and the maturity and, and have deep roots down into the core of, of Jesus that will help them just be impactful to anybody they interact with, whatever vocation they have. Of course, our vocational goal is is focused primarily towards leadership within the church, but boy, we're very sensitive to vocational endeavors, uh, whatever their salary uh, might come from that they love their church and yeah. they invest in back into their church. They volunteer into their church. They serve into their church, whatever that is, from maybe a year or two or four at BBC from a healthier biblical perspective. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. And even wherever their salary comes from, yeah. where they get paid by. I mean, even even that that job, that vocation being yeah. formed and shaped biblically. Oh, exactly. I mean, it's vocational discipleship. <laughs> You know, our, our our main thrust is is that vocation centric towards the local church and the health of the church. But boy, the eldership of a church, many of them are going to be vocational disciples somewhere else, right. or or even uh, the nursery volunteer coordinator, right? Yeah. Or the uh, the student uh, volunteer or coach within that. Their their salary is going to come somewhere else. So if we get the opportunity to help them in that vocation to be a truer, more devoted disciple from a biblical base. Wow. Yeah. What a win for the kingdom. And right. we get to play a little niche in that. Yeah. Yeah. So a student shows up at BBC, a freshman student, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I guess in what kind of specific ways do they end up getting immersed in the Bible right from the get-go? Like mm-hmm. what are some of the courses? How does that play out just in the context of the college that all this Bible stuff gets poured out into the life of the student. Yeah, a couple of different ways. One would certainly be in the classroom. I mean, they have some introductory coursework like a, uh, introducing the New Testament or introducing the Old Testament or, or introducing certain core theology. But outside of the classroom, that that biblical knowledge awareness that they get in instruction continues on with oh, mentoring or coffee conversations with a prof kind of offline. Plus, we have some other intentional um character formational things that start at the freshman level um, that carry that biblical perspective. They don't get graded on that. Right, right. So um, some of the courses, you know, uh, like some of your principles of interpretation, that's that's usually a freshman or early sophomore level class, uh, um, a basics of doctrine course. uh, Yeah. I know. For those of you who listen and don't know this, I taught at Boise Bible College for 19 years. And one of the things that always impressed me was – a student could show up at BBC with a rudimentary Bible knowledge. And in one year, yep. one year, that Bible knowledge could just explode and expand and just pop off the page of Scripture because they're in classes like Introduction to the New Testament, Introduction to the Old Testament, Journey Through the Bible, Book of Acts, you know, and they're in all these classes where all of a sudden they're getting, they're, and they're not just in it for, you know, half an hour a week at church on 
Sunday or whatever. Right. I mean, they're in it day in and day out. They're talking about it in their dorm room. They're you know they're going to chapel. I mean, just it's just huge. Yes, and 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 plus doing that not just individually, but now all of a sudden you're thrusted into a community, all kind of aiming the same direction. And so there's some real positive peer development that happens as you kind of progress in a communal experience from a biblical perspective. Yeah, yeah, you get that. Iron sharpens sure. iron's idea where you're, you're encouraging each other, building each other up. And, and then you add to it, so if you're an 18-year-old, traditional 18-year-old, and all of a sudden you're you, maybe not all the coursework with a senior, but you get to hang out with a junior or senior who, uh, you know, in the dorm, for example, and all of a sudden that maturation comes trickling down into that 18-year-old. So they're hearing biblical concepts at a, at an, from an older person, not just a professor, but yeah. someone sort of in their peer group. Whoa, it, it changes, it transforms. Yeah. And, and you begin to see that. Yeah. So by their uh, their second year, it's not uncommon for the students to have some sort of an internship experience. Um, and that's a that's a for credit opportunity. But their first year and second year, we highly encourage the students to plug into a local church, yeah. almost like their church away from home. And so they're volunteering. And they're serving and they're teaching. And then add to that, that internship, you know, right. that sophomore into their junior year. Whoa, that you begin to really see some traction happening. So their hunger and thirst grows and they're beginning to see the reasons why the, the, the first and second year biblical pressure <laughs> pounding, <laughs> that, that uh, emphasis from the professors begins to make sense. Yeah, yeah. And they're seeing it in themselves, too. Yeah. You know, as they start dating, <laughs> uh, go back home and visit with their parents and whatever their family dynamic is, their their uh, encouragement from their local church back home or the church they're plugging into, they really begin to glean uh, a, a greater kingdom awareness as they see themselves growing and people identify that as well. Yeah. And I really credit God's spirit through the scripture. And yeah. that, that's why we put it up early. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Front load a little bit. You alluded to it a second ago, but... Because of the size of Boise Bible College, the relationship between student and and professor is a little unique for a college experience. Right. right? Currently, I mean, we have a hundred <clears throat> around a hundred bodies at our at our school. We've had as many as you know close to two hundred a few years ago. But the ratio of faculty uh, is still very good. Whether we have two hundred or one hundred students, that ratio of faculty to student is is uh, it, it fosters. Um, sort of an offline mentoring, coaching opportunity with the students. And yeah. the students need that. We're knowing they need that. They want that. Yeah. And they're hungry for that. Yeah. No, I I think that's, over my time at the college, that's one of the things I noticed. I mean, there was always that relationship. Yeah. But as time went on, um, the effects of the breakdown of the family in American culture yeah. was experienced at the college level. So here you have these students coming in, and they didn't grow up in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. Or they didn't grow up with, you know, uh, maybe they grew up in a, a Christian home, but, but uh, you know, the parents became Christians later or the mm-hmm. parents were divorced. And they're looking for someone to just show me how to do life as yep. much as show me the Bible. That's right. And so just to our faculty, um, uh, they're h- hired with a ministry experience beneath their credentials as a as a professor. So we're looking for men and women who have... Um, ministry endeavors as a part of their resume, because we believe that experience with people in the local church in various contexts will only enhance their ability to instruct, not just in the in the classroom, but outside the classroom with that mentoring opportunity with students. Yeah, and they become a spiritual coach. Yeah, yeah. And we leave it up to the students. 
So, you know, they have to take the step towards the prof, but all of our instructors are so willing to carve out extra time yeah. to do that. Yeah. It's part of why they came. It's right. part of the mission. Yeah. Which is awesome, which is great. So just for fun, since this <laughs> podcast is all about the Bible and life and the shaping of life, and we've kind of been talking about that, I would love to hear maybe an example or two of students. You're like, this student showed up, and this is how they were transformed. This is some of the change I saw. Like, here's a student who was like, man, it, their experience at BBC, you, you could just see the transformation in their life from, from being with us and being with God with us and being in the Word with us. Their life was radically transformed. Any examples like that? Yeah, there, boy, there's so many. <laughs> um, and probably currently, um, you know, we have a student that's graduating this year, and and you know, he's he's revealed, you know, when he first came, some insecurity of who he was, um, not the healthiest of family environment, um, feeling inadequate, kind of getting that pounded into his head. Um, and, and he stuck through the, the rigors of not just the coursework, but through the whole plan of how we see, you know, four years of, of a Bible college experience could really be transformational. And, and now he is, he's caught early on, you know, a love for the next generation, younger generation. And the last couple of years, he's just continued to excel in that. And where he is right now is awesome. It kind of um, head spinning the young man several years ago to where he is today. Yeah. Um, uh, recently heard of another student that um, uh, lost part of his scholarship money uh, because he dipped just a little bit in his GPA. And so he was considering, I, I'm not going to return the next year because I can't afford it. Um, and then he was invited by a church to come uh, preach. He's just a freshman. Come, would you bring the message, right? And so he did. And, and he sensed, as I was told, um, something of the Spirit of God just got a hold of him as he was speaking. And afterwards, people just encouraging him with his gift, with how he handled the Scripture, and just recently committed, um, I think I need to be here for the long haul. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's against all odds. In his career, career, career pressure of our culture right now, for him to go, you know, I'll pr- I think God will provide the scholarship money I need. He'll provide the funding I need. But this is what I have to obey him to do. Yeah. Uh, just last week... Um, was our missions emphasis week, and Stephanie Freed from Rafa House was on campus, and she really leads a, a ministry, um, international ministry on human trafficking, and so uh, God really worked through her. And I know of one student that just got caught sideways a little bit, you know, just committed to being here for a year, and you know, there's just a few more months before the semester for the semester's done and this whole year's done, and that student's going to be gone. But something happened last week, and that student now is. Um, I think re- rethinking and very seriously going to commit to the night to the need of I want to continue my equipping here. This right. is just all about what I thought my career should be. I think God's got a better idea because my heart got caught with right. that issue. Yeah. Okay. We can't fabricate that. We yeah. can't. Right. We right. can't put that in a syllabi and and say by week ten you're going to have this encounter. <laughs> you know, those yeah. are things that um, as we continue to submit our future as a college to God's leading. Yeah. These are really encouraging little droplets of, okay, your purpose still is significant. Students' lives are being changed. And, yeah. and if they're being changed, then who else are they going to be impacted to ripple into to influence yeah. in the years to come? No, that's, that's, and I'm sure that story could be told a hundred times over. Absolutely. You know? I mean, it's just amazing to see the, the change in the lives of people. That's one of the things I most enjoyed about my time there was particularly the 18 to 22, 23-year-olds. I mean, it's such a formative time period <laughs> in their life. Yeah. And because of the the 
spiritually warm and close-knit community that Boise Bible College is. You, you get to speak into that formative time period while they're making major life decisions about the direction of their life and what kind of mom they're going to be, what kind of dad they're going to be, what kind of career they're going to how they're going to serve God, how they can use their gifts. That's right. I mean, that. there is a special ecosystem in a way of, of a college like Boise Bible College um, that does allow that greenhouse effect to happen. But, you know, there's a lot of things against students coming here. Uh, financially, the pressure to get a career, even parents, there's some odds. And so for them to risk, I want to do something daring for the kingdom. And I think this is going to be helpful for me and, and to gut it up, you know, through the rigors of homework and all, and then to return a second year and then get hooked. Um, boy, that there's something about the, the climate and the culture of this little place um, that I think does prepare well. Yeah. And I don't know if we can take any credit for that. Certainly, we're leaning into it. We're working hard. Yeah. But I really do credit God's power and His Spirit in doing something special through this, through this little community. Yeah. Uh, for a season in the students' lives. What what we're seeing is the eighteen to twenty two or twenty three year old. They get really anxious about getting married, how to take care of dad, get a job, or and and it's really hard and and for them to work through the submission to God's authority, the yeah. obedience to Jesus as Lord for this calling yeah. is is fun to watch and heartbreaking at the same time when they aren't willing to continue the the, the run. Yeah, yeah. Stop short. I know. One of my one of my phrases is that if if a student will submit to it well, BBC for the two or four years that the students there could almost be like a monastic experience. Not in an unhealthy sort of way, but in a very positive sort of way, where for two or four years you're immersed in a spiritual community and a God-centered, gospel-centered, Bible-centered community that can really form your life for yeah. years and years to come. So. And I love that you're kind of continuing that in some ways um, outside of the four-year uh, framework of a college. You know, Some of what you're doing is just continuing to foster that appetite. Uh, and uh, I love that ministry that you have and continue to formate, uh, help the formational aspect of leaders and where they are. Yeah. And so kind of a tag team in some ways. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you serve as the president of the college, yes. and uh, as well as you teach some classes, and you know you were a faculty member, and then transitioned from just being a faculty member to the president of the school. That's a that's a unique role. So what are some of the challenges that uh, you are kind of facing as president of a small Bible college mm-hmm. at this point in time in history and in this time and place? Well, um, first, you know, I never came here seeking this new role. I uh, just came here. Uh, you know, just kind of to come alongside guys like yourself and just use our gifting and our talent and honored to teach and honored to equip. Um, so stepping into this new function and still get to teach, that's kind of fun. <laughs> and I love that. That's part of my own passion. Um, now I get to see uh, the college from a different set of lenses and some of the obstacles and hurdles, or maybe a better way to say it, the opportunities <laughs> that are... Positive. There you go. <laughs> uh, and... And so, I, you know, I really am seeing um, several things that, that we're praying earnestly about. And I'll say that at the administrative level and board level, we have, we have raised the bar, uh, turned up the amperage on praying. We've been praying um, very diligently about things because we're seeing if, if we're recruiting from a certain traditional age group, not that anybody couldn't come to the yeah, college, right. but um, there's a ton of pressure uh, against that student. So we're really praying um, and I'm personally praying, you know, Jesus's prayer, you know, pray, beseech the Lord of the harvest uh, for more workers. There'll be few, but pray. And I've been doing that quite a bit 
Um, and I think realistically, we may not, we may not be a large school. I mean, my desire would be we could be as big as God wants, but if we could be an impactful school, that's really the my heart's desire. Yeah. yeah. So, as a president trying to lead um, with all the financial challenges and balancing the books and setting short-term, intermediate-term, and long-term goals and clarifying that vision and working together as a team and and trying to uh, uh, encourage our our whole admissions department who are working diligently to recruit. But boy, it really is a spiritual struggle. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're kind of a niched school trying to raise up uh, a group of, of vocational disciples that are going to go against the odds, kind of swim against the, the current in yeah. many ways. Yeah. So we're seeing that. And I'm seeing that in the, great, in the Pacific Northwest. And you, you know this well. You know the, the six to eight states that define the Northwest are, are more and more biblically illiterate. Yep. And so... You know, if that's our pool to fish from, you know, it's getting challenging. Yeah. But I do believe in God working through youth pastors and children's pastors and senior pastors and elders and volunteers in youth groups along the way to to, to deposit a dream or an imaginative thought that that might then open up a door for them to see that a college like this could equip them for something they never, ever thought of. Yeah. So I'm praying for those connections, and that's out of my ability. Right. Yeah. You know. No, you're you're right. I mean, our little space in the United States of America, the the, the Northwest, is um, has one of the highest divorce rates in the United States of America, and mm-hmm. is one of the has the least attendance of church in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Both those things work against students showing up at a place like Boise Bible College. Yeah. And so the reason why we, why I still think we ought to be in business um, is because theologically, the bride of Christ is really the, the vehicle for the, for the gospel to be transmitted through. Yeah. And so for the bride of the Northwest to be as vibrant and healthy and strong, whether it's rural or urban or suburban, whatever, or even international, um, that's why we still do what we do. We yeah. just, if, if the church is that significant... And leadership in the church, therefore, is that significant, paid or unpaid. Right. Okay. Then we can play a role in contributing to the kingdom being advanced as the gospel gets spread through healthy alternative communities, yeah. Jesus communities, yeah. trying to live a little different uh, to live out the gospel. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, what a privilege to be able to to equip a handful of students here and, and a handful there and to watch how God multiplies what we we're graced to do yeah. is crazy. Yeah. No, you're right. And it's a high calling and a noble endeavor. And uh, and you never know what God might do with it. And it's like yeah. you're raising up seeds that will be carried along by the winds of God's spirit. Whoever, wherever God calls them and takes them, yeah. that uh, will hopefully bear much fruit for the sake of the name of Jesus. One of the values of our college um, is is community. Not just our on-campus community, the ecosystem we're talking about, but our our part as a college within the the like-minded, Jesus-loving, biblically-centric, spirit-guided church here in the Boise Valley or in the Northwest. And so, what we're seeing is is we kind of link arms. Like we're Christians, but not the only Christians. We're learning a lot as a college, and we're being invited into aspects of Christ's work that we never have been able to imagine being a part of, which might turn in some recruits, but that's not our goal. The goal is we want to help the church be, be vibrant and healthy. 
And if we can play a role at by equipping students or actually just come along tr- alongside churches here in our in our context, that's a good day. And yeah. I, I'm seeing some really hopeful things happen where the college uh, is is uh, playing a well, maybe a phrase that we'd like to use I can share is, you know, I mentioned the bride of Christ. I, we just want to be a good bridesmaid to the bride. Yeah, yeah. And that's our duty. Awesome. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Oh, and thanks for contributing. Thanks for your thoughts. And thanks for what you're doing. And I know the, I know personally the impact the, the college has on the lives of people. So thanks for your work. Thanks for the invite here, John. But I, I certainly appreciate the days of serving alongside you. Thanks for helping BBC be what it is. Thanks for your investment yeah. for so many years. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's my friend Derek Voorhees from Boise Bible College. And part of the reason I wanted just to have him on the show is because I wanted you to think about the the power of the Word of God when a person, whether a student at a Bible college, whether you listening to the podcast, immerse yourself into the, the Word of God, into the story of Scripture, the power it has to transform your life and transform other people's lives. And so whether for yourself or for people you know to create avenues and systems and plans and strategies to help people really be immersed into the Word of God has this powerful transforming effect. I personally have seen that at Boise Bible College. I've seen that in the lives of other people. I hope you've experienced that yourself, and I hope you'll continue just to really savor the Word of God and saturate your heart and your mind and soul. I pray that you'll share that with other people so that more and more people can be transformed by the power of the Word. If you want to know more about Boise Bible College, you can check out their website, boisebible.edu. So it's boisebible.edu, all lowercase. And you can find their website that way. I'm sure if you just Google Boise Bible College, you can find some information about them there as well and, and check them out. So once again, thanks for joining me on this episode of The Bible in Life, and we will see you next week.